Welcome to the show, Paul George, Adam Conk, here in studio for the Paul George Show, talking art of living as always. What's up, my man? Hey, hey, we're here as long as we can be. Happy <laughs> to be here. Every day is a gift and a blessing, Paul. We are in the midst of a pandemic. You like that word, pandemic. Yes, we are, actually, and we've been doing radio all week, Adam. You know, I know our podcast listeners out there, thanks for listening, those listening on the radio, uh, but we've been doing a live morning show, KLFT Radio in Lafayette, um, just to help encourage people during this yeah. crazy time, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we just have to do what we can. That's that's the name of the game is right now we do what we can and you and I uh, have some time available because of the coronavirus. So we're like, well, let's get on air and help spread the gospel, help people feel like we're still connected to each other. Because, man, the isolation, this is like week one for us. The rest of the world, they, they have their own timelines, right? But here in Lafayette, Louisiana, this is kind of week one of the in, the isolation period where we're not really seeing each other, not really doing the normal things. We're going nuts. Yeah. Well, wait till week two, three, four. Seriously. Um, so we're just trying to have some sense of normal here, you know? Yeah. It is a pandemic. I mean, it is crazy scary. Now, I would never thought I would be saying this. I don't know. I may not get this my whole life, okay? And we'll get to the seriousness of the pandemic. But, there, okay, the stock market is crashing. You know, we're in the midst of a world pandemic, a virus spreading the coronavirus, COVID-19, spreading around the world. And we're out of toilet paper. Mm -hmm. I do not get it. If you can explain <laughs> that fact to me. I will. I'll be in debt to you my whole life. Yeah. Well, you could just. They could just pay you in toilet paper. I don't understand. It is wild. I mean, if if it if everything's crashing, what would you buy? What would you go get? Like food. like seriously? Okay, food. That's pretty much it. That would be my some priority. water. Let's get some food. Yeah, water. Like just in case, like you know. Yeah, water bottles. That water kind of goes thing. out. Yeah. So water, food. We have a lot of rain in Louisiana. I'd, I'd, maybe I'd buy like a rain catcher filter thing. Something. You know? But toilet paper wouldn't be on my list. Like, not the first thing. Not the first thing. It'd be on there. Right. Like, if I'm going to spend money and I'm going to go in the lines of the grocery store, like, people just started grabbing cases of toilet paper. <laughs> and like, like literally, it's currency right now. Yeah. That and Purell. Mm-hmm. So, so, congrats to the Purell company and Charmin. You you guys are killing it right for now. For some reason, Everyone else they is hurting. won the day, man. Yeah. Like, they won. And the thing that's been keeping me alive is that the internet is winning during this time. I mean, there have been some things on the interwebs that have been cracking me up. So, all right, let's go to a have you seen? That is so interesting. Oh, for real though? Okay, so there's so many have you seens that I don't even know what to get to. Don't even know. No, no. Are you uh, a fan of the Avengers? Yeah, actually, my kids, uh, through them, we have watched... All of those Marvel movies. Okay, so you know, like the Six Stones. Mm -hmm. You know the that, Infinity Stones. The Infinity Stones. There you go. <laughs> there was one where a guy had different color Purells on his finger, <laughs> <laughs> and in the middle there were six. And he said, "One snap of the finger, <laughs> this virus goes away." It was really funny. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, Are there really six different colors of Purell? Well, I don't. He made them. He like he made the wow. little cases. I don't know how he colored. It could them. be. He probably put like some food coloring. People are getting so creative online. I mean, the <laughs> well, memes, what else are we gonna do? You know, the memes, the the videos. People are getting really creative uh, online. So, 
I don't know if you've seen some of those things going around, but my favorite is the dad who hid behind this sign that blended into his couch. So it looked like he painted a poster that he would hide behind. And when he picked (laughs) up the poster, it would blend into the couch and his kids couldn't find him. Did it work? Yeah, it worked. Man. It was really good. How big of a sign we're talking? Enough to like hide behind. Six feet? So he's like reading on the couch, right? And his kids are yelling and they come in, Dad, where are you? And he like picks up the sign and they'll see him and he's hiding behind. <laughs> he blends into the couch. It's good. Okay. It's real good. Well, I'll have to swing by Lowe's or something and get a plywood or a poster. Is it just a poster? Yeah, it looked like, like a poster, like board. But anyway, the, I'm the, doing it, the internet is what's winning. It's, it's keeping us alive at home uh, before we kill each other. Being outside, there are some creative things, but we are in the in the middle of just weird times, Adam. Like it's um, it's interesting. Obviously, we've never in our lifetime experienced a, a pandemic. We can look in the history of of the world. There has been pandemics. You know, uh, the Spanish flu. Uh, if you look at the history of that, we've we've looked back on that. Um, but we're just experiencing sort of this weird economic fall. This this. You know, businesses are closing. Uh, people are losing their jobs. People are losing their job. Uh, people are working from home or staying at home. Schools are obviously closed. Churches now are closed. Restaurants are closed. You know, it, like it's like a dead zone. Like it's weird. Now, people on the roads are driving around. Like we go out to the park and walk around, but it it's just weird. It's odd. It's hard to explain, right? And it's hard to imagine this going on for very long. And my prayer right now is that the measures we've taken. You know, I heard somebody say on the on the news something I found interesting because they said, you know, test results on this thing are always going to be a week later, right? right. So like yeah. we had in Lafayette two confirmed cases a couple of days ago. Well, that means a week ago they took the tests, right. you know? Um, and, and this week's test won't be ready till next week. Right. So they said, you know, the right measure to face what's happening right now is going to seem like an overreaction because it's... It's anticipating the test results next week. That's what's happening right now. What's happening right now won't we won't know about it till next week. Right. So it's going to seem like an overreaction. Sure. To handle it right now, and right now, a lot of people are saying this is an overreaction, or you know, some people are at least still. Mm-hmm. But if it feels like we're overreacting a little bit, apparently that's exactly where we need to be to actually face what's happening right now. And I just pray that, and I'm praying constantly that the measures we've taken that seem extreme or seem whatever that they're actually going to be effective and couple of weeks few weeks we can go back to normal and hopefully we do here's the thing we we won't regret overreacting but we would regret underreacting yep you know we would regret not doing enough and then it got really bad because and of course like if you really boil it down like um the virus is one of those viruses it spreads fast it spreads real quickly right and we've seen that worldwide uh the traction that it's gotten uh but then it's really dangerous for people who's you know, immunity, uh, their immune system is compromised, right? Or for the elderly, and people die at a fast rate who, um, whose immune system has some compromises to it. And that's, that's the scary thing. Why at the same time, they don't have any answers or vaccines or things like that. So they're trying to slow, you know, I never thought I would use these words in the English language so much social distancing. That's a thing. I don't think I used it before this year. Ever. I don't think I've ever used it. Yeah. Now, as an introvert, I like the word. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're it, it's not a fired up it's about not this. a bad word. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> now I have an excuse to social distance. Um, 
but social distancing is a thing apparently and we're learning about it and we're learning like how it works um the washington post did a really interesting article just based on how viruses spread and how you can uh, social distancing works and it gave like some diagrams and some videos pretty cool um you can go to the washington post and, and just type in um spread of the virus you know diagram um so so i get it but social distancing also like the flip side, like you were saying, is like, we're just in week one of this. I think mm-hmm. people are going to go socially kind of like we're meant to be in communion and in and, and relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and I know maybe we're at home with a loved one or uh, with a couple of friends or with our family, but just the interaction and getting out and being social is important for us. And you're wondering, like, how long are people going to be able to do this? Yeah, I mean. I guess there'll be a new normal that we kind of get used to, but if a crisis happens, like, I mean, for example, some people are going to get sick and seriously sick and, um, they might be in a nursing home and you can't, you can't go see them. And what if it's your mom, your grandmother, your spouse, and they might be in danger of death and you cannot enter the room, you know, how difficult that's going to be. That's why I think prayer is so important. Prayer for those kind of situations um, it's going to be easy to focus on our own problems, our own situation, and we should pray for that. We should pray like, you know, God, I don't know how I'm going to pay the mortgage next month. God, I don't know how we're going to get food on the table. I don't know how I'm going to survive with my kids at home for all these long. These are things we should be praying about. But don't forget those people that are going to be in life or death situations, literally in the coming weeks, in our own area, but around the world where this is happening. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was reading a quote from Mother Teresa, she said, very simply, as always, and just to the point, she said, um, sacrifice will always be the salt of our society. Like, just the ability to to sacrifice for the good of the other. And what we're seeing is a lot of people don't understand this. And, you know, uh, you know, I saw this one, you know, college kid out on the beach. He's like, this doesn't affect me. This is an old person's virus, you know, the hell with the world. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to do my spring break. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's sort of an attitude of a lot of people, which is, you know, you know, doesn't shock me because, you know, I see the world, but it is sad because, um, it's just like, I don't, I don't care about anyone else but myself. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what this is, calling us to uh, just as a church as a people is to think about other folks more than we we have before right like to social distance for a reason for a cause right uh to think about the health of others to to grieve with other folks i mean people are going through hard times we are people who've losing losing jobs or are just laid off for a time or businesses are closing or um you know people who are separated from loved ones People who are in nursing homes, people who are really sick, people who have to postpone their weddings, yep. people who are postponing graduations or have lost their sports season for the year, and maybe they're a senior. Uh, like real, real things that like, you know, are just really like we take for granted, but at the same time, it sucks. It does right? It's it's hard, and. The thing about this is that, uh, you know, we were around and I was in South Louisiana during Hurricane Katrina that wiped out everything and life stopped. It just stopped. It slowed down and you thought this is horrible, but there were so many beautiful things about it. But the rest of the world kept going. That was Mm -hmm. what was really hard. Our world stopped for a long time. 
but the rest of the world kept going. This is like the whole world's kind of experiencing a little bit of suffering. And uh, it's interesting. What we're going to talk about the show is how do we deal with stress and, uh, and anxiety during this time? How do we get creative during this time as a church? And how do we think, you know, positively as a family that we can get through some of these things and be better on the back end of it? So we're going to take a break. Paul and Adam talking Art of Living. We'll be right back. The Paul George Show is made possible in part by our partners at Solidarity HealthShare. Solidarity is the Catholic solution to the healthcare problem. Are you paying too much for your healthcare cost? Solidarity HealthShare is a healthcare sharing ministry which provides an ethical way to fund healthcare costs while protecting and practicing our Catholic beliefs. Best yet, Solidarity HealthShare's members are exempt from the fines and penalties in the Affordable Care Act. Visit SolidarityHealthShare.org. That's SolidarityHealthShare.org. Welcome back to the show, Paul and Adam. Right here, right now, in studio, talking right about now. Living. We're kind of in the radio groove. Uh, we've been doing a morning show uh, on live radio, KLFT Radio, um, and and that's been fun. Um, and then we have the show this Friday, Aaron today, and the podcast comes on. So we've kind of just, I don't know, just doing what we can. <laughs> kind of, I, I can't decide if I've had enough of you <laughs> or or what, <laughs> but. It's been fun, but we are in interesting, <laughs> interesting times. I never thought like um, my Lenten fast would change in the middle of Lent. Now I've given, I've quit my Lenten fast on accident before. Like if I could just Whoops. admit, you know, like you know, a weekend or two weeks, yeah. I was like, oh, I forgot or I, I didn't do good at it, and then all of a sudden, you know, here we are, uh, where we're really forced into like a. F- way of fasting and we never thought. I mean, fasting from the sacraments, fasting mm-hmm. from mass, you know. I saw someone post is like, stay strong with your Lenten fast. And I'm like, I want to punch you in the neck. <laughs> like, do you do you know how many things that we're giving up? Like, in a sense of like, that yeah. are really like, you know, hard. Like, yeah. Like, really sacrificial. I remember going to mass last week and uh, it wasn't required. We were dispensed from mass. But they were still having public masses, and uh, and I remember praying and thinking this could be my last mass for a while. That's weird, and I just remember being so focused in mass, like I was just like I was like there. I was so intentional about it because I thought I this this might, I might not have this for a while. I, I, I gained this real appreciation for the mass, the sacraments, the liturgy. And here we are, right? All public liturgies, masses are, are done. We can't go to mass. And in a sense, we're, we're fasting from the feast of mm-hmm. mass. Yeah, it's so bizarre. We said something interesting last segment that I think is so important in, in regard to mass and our faith. How are we going to come out better when all this is over? Because it is going to be over one day. We don't know when, and we don't know how bad it's going to get. Um but we do know at some point the church is going to be able to go to back to some kind of normal, right? right? Yeah. Well, what what are we going to be like then? How are we going to go to Mass? Did we take Mass for granted? Did we um, let ourselves, let our mind wander during Mass instead of being focused on what was happening? Uh, we were thinking about so many unimportant things during 
during the Mass, and other ways we experience our faith, the people for granted, right? When we go and see other people behind us, in front of us in the pew, how are we going to be different when we go back? You know, when we, and how are we going to be stronger in our faith, right? Like this is a time where we can actually grow in our faith, not less. You know, we can grow more in our faith. Um, so it, it's important for us to be intentional by that and to make this a time of growth. Yeah. You know, we were interviewing Father Michael Champon on, on the radio show this week, uh, and he had mentioned, like, um, you know, the scripture of, of the bridegroom, uh, you know, being away from us, right? And, like, it, I, I begin to think, like, I do think that for myself and for a lot of folks, and I can't speak for everyone, but uh, there will be a hunger for God more than ever. In a sense, as we experience this distance, not so much obviously from from God still with us and the Holy Spirit, and we can have prayer and intimacy with God, but but this distance from the feast of of the sacraments and, yeah. and the mass, that they'll they'll grow this like just hunger to be there, right? And I think Catholics, uh, I think folks, Christians who you know, can't, none of us can go to our church services, are just going to storm back and um, with a with a different hunger for the Lord. That's my hope. I it, will. I, I think yeah. I will. I mean, I, I just you know, I'm just speaking from just my my sheer human like hunger right now is like, man, you know, now you're telling me I can't do something. I want it, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. And if it goes on for like four weeks, I mean, that first Mass back, that first Sunday, or that first weekday Mass, depending on when it's lifted, uh, you know, it's going to be a beautiful experience. Hopefully one that sticks with us throughout the year, and by Christmas we're not all forgotten, you know? Yeah, just back to normal. And things like this hopefully change us for good. I think, you know, uh, the reality is right now for all of us as families and as a church, you work for a church parish, you know, I do ministry work and... Um, you know, although all my stuff has gotten canceled, is uh, it's causing the church to be creative. Mm-hmm. How do we keep the gospel at the forefront? How do we reach people during a time where we can't, you know, just say mass, right? Like, and a lot of times that's the default of the church is like, well, we say mass. That's what we do. That's what we do, and that is a great thing, right? And some of they don't, some of us don't say mass well, mm-hmm. but we say mass. We open the doors and say mass. This is really causing the church to get creative. You guys have gotten creative at, at, at your church, the cathedral you work at. You know, other churches are getting creative on getting the gospel, the word, using technology, and you know, I see priests out there with amazing doing things, like confessions, and you know, processions and. I don't know, like this is really causing the church to really be the church more than ever, which sounds weird because it's almost like we're forced to not be the church, but that's not true. Like it's really causing us to be authentic and pure and creative. And I don't know when the church is at its best is when it's creative. It doesn't use excuses. And I think we've gotten used to people coming to us as a church so much, right? You know, if we're going to offer something at church, people come to that. People come to church. Right. And right now we have to think we have to go out to them. Right. We have to be a church who goes out, a church who meets people where they are. And not that we aren't thinking that already, like that's that's already a priority in a lot of our minds, but now it's all we got. Right. No one's going to come to church, <laughs> right? right? Except for confession or other things where it's a, you know... So we have to go out and meet 
people and bring the gospel. And I hope that missionary zeal, that go out emphasis continues and endures. And we don't just say, oh, now we don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. And who knows like uh, who's going to watch the live stream Mm -hmm. of the mass or the stations of the cross or a talk that you give or, you know, a presentation or a class or whatever, who, who knows how that's going to be shared or viewed and, and how, how that's going to impact folks. Right. And so uh, just, yeah, I think it's just time for us to be creative um, as a church and as just family and community. Cause I know like families are there, they're stuck in their homes or, their neighborhoods, there's not a lot to do. But what it's causing uh, folks is to get creative with their time, to get creative with their interaction as a family, right? Um, I mean, I've been having a basketball goal up at my house, just begging my kids to use it, and they don't. Now they're using it because they're, like, bored. They're going outside, hanging out with – you know, like, it's it's just – you know, my wife and I were talking. It's like, we'll never have this time back. Like, this is – we're forced into time and it's what we want the most. Right. Like as, as parents, like what we want the most, especially for us who, who know what it's like for your kids to get older and get out of the house, become teenagers driving, you never see them. Like, like time is like toilet paper. <laughs> it's priceless. I don't know if you'll ever say that sentence past this. Hopefully there'll <laughs> never be another time pandemic. Time is like toilet but paper. But right now today. Priceless. Time is like toilet paper. It's priceless. <laughs> it is. It's it, paper gold. It is paper gold. <laughs> and my wife and I always beg for time. Like we were yeah. like, man, we wish we could have more time, more time, more time, more time. And now we're forced into more time. I don't want to throw this time away. I don't want to throw this currency away. Right. And, you know, as families is like, just like grab this time, like it's gold and use it. Like just use it, be creative with it, you know, force yourself into interaction and games and outside and you know games inside and movies and cooking together and eating together and you'll never have this time back and although it's stressful like you trust me you'll never have this time back and as your kids grow and get out of the house you're gonna wish you had it and i'm just trying to grab hold of this time you know like i'm still in toilet paper out of walgreens (laughs) man well i think about how many of us went on let's say a weekend retreat or for some of us, even just a one-day offering, like a morning of reflection or a conference, and it just made that huge impact on us, right? I mean, right. think about that. A lot of our faith stories include that kind of thing that was a weekend, a day, maybe five days, right? We can have that kind of experience as a family for the next couple of weeks, uh, an experience that really changes the rest of our life, that changes our family dynamic, but we have to do what we did on retreat. We have to let God into the situation. And we have to let him d- determine the agenda and the schedule. Right. You know, like this could be sacred and holy time. It is still the season of Lent, right? A time where just normally God is close to us in a particular way to help us change and grow and convert and turn to him. And so it can be a beautiful life-changing experience if we invite him into that. Yeah, I mean, now's the time. You know, it was crazy. It was this week that the... Pope put out there for everyone to do rosary at the same time, you know, and we just kind of saw it on the internet and it was flying around and, you know, we sat down and did a rosary and, and then we realized like so many people around the world are doing the rosary. Yeah. During this that time. exact time. And I think you guys did the rosary online at your church and like 
Yeah, Bishop Desitel. Yeah, Bishop Desitel came to the cathedral and led the rosary by uh, the statue of Saint Joseph, and um, yeah, tens of thousands right interacted with like, it. and that's just like one stream, right? Right, and then you know all the families, and I saw other people were online, and you know, just like not only praying as a family during this time, but like being united with other folks around the world is of like, yeah, like this is where we're leaning in. Well, here's my question: on. Why don't we keep doing that? I th- I think in some ways it will it will teach us how to keep doing that. Yeah, there's a lot of things we're doing right now that I hope when we're done with this we say, man, why don't we do that on the first Saturday of the month, a global rosary, and the Pope can give it an intention. Let's pray for, you know, uh, missionaries in in this area, and then the whole world's praying a rosary. Like, why not? Why not? But even more so, if you think like if you boil it down, just say this: like, say like families are forced into like quarantine right now, like, Mm -hmm. you know, self social distancing, maybe they're having family dinner for the first time ever. They're not doing takeout and Mm -hmm. eating out and sitting in front of the TV or, you know what I'm saying? Like Like, mom, you can cook really? Yeah. And it could be like, (laughs) how do we do this? They're learning how to have family. Maybe for the first time families are actually praying for the first time. And they're like, okay, this is odd. This is weird. We've never done this. But then it becomes normal, mm-hmm. so that you know, in three months, it'd be like, "Hey guys, let's pray," and everybody's like, "Oh, we've done, we okay, yeah, we we know how to do that." Now that's a great point. I mean, how many of us have? We want to have more family prayer. We want to have all the good things, but we never seem to have the time to work this out and structure it. Now you can structure it, and with you know two, three weeks of this, you can have a habit that you form that you don't have to give up when this crisis is over. Right. So that's a good point. Is what. What habits do you want to build in as a as a person and a family that are good that, you know, like after this is all done, like th- they become normal things for your family and for yourself. You know, I'm exercising more because I have more time, you know. Are you? But you can't go to the gym. No, nah, but I mean, Just I can run around. Run, yeah, run in my neighborhood, <laughs> and my garage, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I'm obviously eating more because I'm home more. So that's like... <laughs> But, you know, we're, we're being more conscious as a family and praying more, you know, but also having fun. Like, like d- this is the time to get creative with, like, games and, like, cooking and interaction. And, like, it's just, yeah, like, just get creative. Yeah, and hopefully there will come a point where a lot of us just get sick of Netflix, sick of, you know, the phone or whatever, and we just put it down. And we're like, all right, I can only do so many hours a day of this. Right. What what else can we do? And that's pretty much what's happening. Yeah. Right. And so then we're then we're forced to kind of think about the whole human interaction thing again and how we might relate to each other as a family. I mean, look, board games are they might seem cheesy, corn or whatever. But Bring them back. They're so effective for Bring. laughing and you know if it's the right game. Some games are stressful. Dad might lose his cool. <laughs> yeah, we 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 fight over games. Yeah. And that's part of the fun. Not you can't make up that rule. You can't do that. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, it's just crazy. You know, but here here we are, you know. Um, but one of the things I wanted to bring up in the midst of all that and the creative of the church and being creative as a family is to acknowledge that um, there is a certain level of anxiety and stress and worry and fear that's going on in mm-hmm. people's minds and hearts, right? Mm-hmm. And how do we... How do we manage that? Like, how do we navigate through the unknown? I think more than ever, 
we don't know how long this is going to last. We don't know where this is taking us. We don't know a lot about the economy. We don't, there's just a lot of unknown. I think when there's unknown, there's a tendency to uh, make up a narrative in our mind. And when we make up a narrative, uh, we tend to get stressed, overwhelmed, and experience anxiety. We really don't know what's going to happen. And I think for a lot of our stress and anxiety, we don't know how much it's affecting us right now until something's going to trigger it. So, for example, um, like maybe we're uh, in that vulnerable age range for the coronavirus. We just come out, we've been watching the news, it's been spreading, but then at some point it's going to hit us. Oh man, I might be susceptible. You know, this is actually a thing that might harm me. Right. And we'll, we get flooded with stress, anxiety, worry about it. Um, for a lot of us, it might just be, you know, we realize we won't have an income to pay the mortgage next month. And then now it's a week before and we still don't know what to do. And then that's when it hit us. It hits us. And so I just want to encourage everybody to not isolate yourself and not, uh, not bottle this in. Have someone in your life, your spouse, your kids, uh, call your friends, call your neighbors, whatever. I know you can't go see them, but just talk to each other about what's bothering you. You know, and not in a whiny way, okay? Not in a, even in a venting way. It's just like being honest and real with the stress you're experiencing. Like, I feel stressed that I have to provide when I don't feel, I don't know that I can. Or I feel stressed that this disease is out there and it might actually hurt me and I'm not sure I could protect myself. Like, say these things to each other because it'll help you you will enjoy and appreciate the response that you get that will encourage you that will help you stay grounded that help you trust in the lord and you're going to need other people to help you do that absolutely all right so we're going to take a break and we'll be right back it's Paul and Adam the Paul George show is made possible in part by our partners at Solidarity Healthshare Solidarity is the catholic solution to the healthcare problem are you paying too much for your healthcare cost Solidarity HealthShare is a healthcare sharing ministry which provides an ethical way to fund healthcare costs while protecting and practicing our Catholic beliefs. Best yet, Solidarity HealthShare's members are exempt from the fines and penalties in the Affordable Care Act. Visit SolidarityHealthShare.org. That's SolidarityHealthShare.org. Welcome back to the show, Paul and Adam, talking Art of Living. We are social distancing here in the studio. Yeah, we are six feet away from each other. Is it six or like more like four? I don't know. I've heard different numbers. It's like three to six feet. 20 ought to cover it. Three to six. 20 feet should cover it. But a sneeze can cover like a long range. See, I normally have pretty weak sneezes, but when, I'm, when I actually need to sneeze, you know, it could be powerful. That would be a good... A good band name, Need to Sneeze. Need to Sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the Need to Sneeze. Need to Sneeze. Yeah. Okay, let's start the Need to Sneeze band. So when you sneeze, do you sneeze in your elbow? <laughs> this is the worst conversation. Do you sneeze in your shirt? Elbow. Do you sneeze just out in the open where I want to pump no. you? No, elbow. Okay, your elbow sneeze. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> what about a cough? Oh my gosh, Paul. Same. Same? <laughs> no, this is important, man, because I have never, ever judged people for the way they cough and sneeze. Never? Until now. Oh, yeah, now you're... I'm on high alert, dude. High alert. Like, I might... 
I don't know. I might really get on someone mm-hmm. right now. I'm, I'm, you know, toilet paper's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you sneezed out in the open. I'm coming after you. <laughs> it's just way too much. I think we're just all exhausted. I mean, this is like what day four or five of of the craziness, the Corona quarantine, and uh, we're just exhausted. Yeah, it's it's um, yeah. I mean, we're just have to get out and about, man. It's just gonna, dude. I I just honestly think that uh, you know when this is all said and done, everybody lands on their feet. Um, people are gonna go back to work like with a force. They're gonna go back to church with a force. They're gonna go out to eat with a force. I think the economy is gonna come back. I think we're gonna be positive. We're gonna be better for it. We're gonna be. We're gonna come out on the other end of this better folks let's just stay positive right and for christians for us it's important that we lead the way in this all right so we're gonna you know of course you know radio gold we're we're going with a six pack of corona (laughs) today question (laughs) you just had to say it that was good six pack of corona all right Question number one. So we talked about making this time fruitful for you spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is, would you recommend any like particular devotion that we can practice personally or as a family um, during this time to, to make it spiritually fruitful? Devotion to, to our Lord or to a saint or something like that? Yes. I mean, I think we have more time at home more than ever. So if there's a devotion that you're like, man, we don't have time for that. Like a lot of people are like, you know, we don't have time for a family rosary. It's a great devotion. Like you, it may be a good time to like incorporate that because it's like, yeah, yeah, we got 20 minutes to do nothing. Let's pray a rosary. That's a good one, you know, because I think for a family, like it, it is, it's a rote prayer. Everyone can get it. Everyone can lead a decade. Everyone, you know, can jump in. And uh, I think that's a good one. Maybe finding a novena during this time to pray as a family or as a pro- person. Uh, we just celebrated the Feast of St. Joseph. Um, the devotion to St. Joseph is really good. Uh, devotion to the Holy Family. Um, so those are all good. Of course, you know, this is a time, like when we can't go to Mass and, and, and church, to like dig into the archives of, the, of like all the things that we have at our fingertips for prayer and devotion and like, you know, communication with God. And, you know, it's, it, we're, we're, I mean, there's a, archive man mm-hmm. it's good stuff right on and we have this thing called the internet the internet is still up for now yeah you can find a lot of things good things out there so all right question number two so we're going to be spending a lot of time with our family in the upcoming uh, days weeks and for a lot of us this is kind of an awkward thing because maybe we haven't really related well with certain members of our family and mm-hmm. we've been kind of putting off uh dealing with that and maybe there was an issue that still hasn't been addressed you know like so what would be your advice if if the idea of being in our home with our spouse or our kids fills us with anxiety because our relationship is not as smooth or or there's some healing that needs to take place how do we address that smooth well we can't go to like a counselor we can't go you know what i'm saying like we're just there right so how do we address these these underlying issues yeah i think that's great it's kind of forces us to deal with those issues and not ignore them and it could be siblings who are just different they mm-hmm. have different personalities they have different likes and dislikes and now they're forced to spend time together this is a time to just 
rejoice in each other's differences, right? Like get interested in what they're interested in just for the sake of the relationship, you know, and vice versa. I think this is a time to, to like just rejoice in each other, each other's differences, each other's weirdness, you know, uh, because we're just, we're all unique and we're going to learn more about each other. And so as things maybe get anxious or tense and, you know, we're all in the house, we do need to get out or whatever and we're feeling it is to just rejoice with each other and our differences and try to have fun, spend time together. Um, I think a lot of times we can make it so serious, play some, play some games, do something together that you enjoy together, cook together, make videos, whatever the case may be, you know, but rejoice in each other's differences. I think that's, that's huge. Question number three. So a lot of us listening, uh, probably most of us are in an area of the world where mass is not an option for us this coming Sunday, which is like two days away. So give me kind of a, maybe a top three list of things that could happen on Sunday that would help make Sunday the day of the Lord still meaningful to us as, as Christians and as Catholics. It's a mass exodus, man. Mm-hmm. It's a mass exodus. Well, first thing you could do is uh, you can watch mass online, a live stream mass. And I know it's weird and I know you're not there. And, you know, always felt bad personally for elderly folks who had to watch mass on TV. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's so weird. I'm like, why? And now I'm like, I should probably watch watch Mass on TV because I miss it. So watch Mass on TV and just like spiritually connect to the liturgy, to Mass, you know. And so that would be a good one. Um, Have a keep Sunday holy. Like just, I know you're already home, and but but kind of like maybe just keep it simple and calm and prayerful, and you know, just kind of remember it's. It's the Lord's Day. It's also a day of resurrection, but, you know, to, like, rejoice in the Lord. And I would think third is uh, to um, to do something devotional as a family on that day, too. Right on. Good advice. Question number four. We're, we're on question four. Question known as quattro. You know, there, there are some, I don't know, creative things that you can do, like, too, into thinking about other folks who are, like, really stuck, you know? Um shop for your grandparents on Sunday. Yeah. You know, that's like a go, holy thing to do, you know, like people who are afraid to get out of the house right now. Cause they're afraid to get, get the virus or get sick because they're elderly or their body's compromised in some way. Like, like, yeah, like sacrifice and go shopping for them. Um, you know, FaceTime your grandparents, you know, or your parents who are at home, you know, and talk to them and laugh, laugh with them and, just you know that's the good thing about technology is that you can you can you can feel close at times you know with with the video interaction and stuff uh yeah like just you know do stuff like that right on that sounds like a good sunday yeah and you don't have to do it on sunday just every day like yeah you can do that keep every day you can holy. do some keep every day holy for goodness <laughs> sakes alive what is wrong with you people <laughs> question we're gonna be holy one day a week Question number four. Um, so tell us how to fight the uh, the pity party we might throw for ourselves during this time. Because, look, this is real suffering, and I don't mean to belittle any of the suffering that anyone's going through. No, absolutely. But it's never for, healthy for us to just implode and allow the anxiety to rule our heart, our emotion, our mind. So what are, what's some advice to, like, stay out of this, this self-pity 
state over the next few weeks? Well, I think one, it, you know, we we should acknowledge our suffering and our pity and our worry, our, our fear, our anxiety. I think it's important just to put it out there. You know, it really stinks that I'm home a lot or that, you know, I lost my job or the stock market's down or I can't get out of the house or I'm old and I'm sick or, you know, like I think it's important just to acknowledge it, right, and put it out there. But at the same time is if we if we just sit in it, then we'll become it, right, mm-hmm. and we'll smell like it. And I think it's important, as you're saying, is like to get out of that. You and I have been talking all week, you know, and you made a good point earlier this week is that there are always people who have it worse than us, you know, who are suffering more or different than we are. And when we begin to think about other folks, then it pulls us out of our own misery, our own suffering, thinking about me and my wants and my needs and my, you know, shortcomings. And it just causes us to pray for other people, think about other people, reach out to other people. And I remember Mother Teresa talking about this, that in times of like deep spiritual desolation, the best thing to do is to serve other folks, right? Mm. Like it just pulls you out of your your own muck and misery. Uh, So think about things that you can do that um, benefit others, you know, do something, right? Do Do something. Be creative. Be creative. And then what you'll find is that you're not thinking about yourself so much, mm-hmm. right? Um, and your own suffering. Although it's important to acknowledge it and pray about it and hand that to the Lord because we're all experiencing, all of us in some way, shape, or form, some type of discomfort, some type of misery, some type of suffering, some type of, you know, um, worry and fear during this time. Like it's, it's hitting everyone in different ways. And, you know, to just say, like, it has zero effect on me. Like, I think, you know, we don't want to be in denial. Denial's not a good place to be. No, man. It's a long river you don't want to float down, dude. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Question number five. Give me your top three favorite internet uh, meme slash video slash picture about the coronavirus problem. Give me your top three. The top three? Mm-hmm. Well, I saw one meme that said, uh, homeschooling today, two kids got suspended for fighting, <laughs> one teacher got got fired for drinking, <laughs> and I thought, that is so good. That is internet gold, internet wins today. Um, <laughs> that's pretty good. Because that's happening at home. And oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, yeah so, so that made me laugh. Um, that there was... Uh, <laughs> There was uh, one where, um, uh, what was it, Uh, where we talked about um, the Infinity Stones. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I'm dying for some hand sanitizer. I can't find any. Oh, really? You've looked? Yeah, it's it's out. It's gone, huh? Yeah. Uh, But the other one was uh, someone went through the drive-thru at Burger King and uh, the person handed them the food and they handed them a roll of toilet paper. (laughs) And it was like, this is is currency. This is is gold. (laughs) I thought that was hysterical. And then there was another one. They did this interaction of like a drug deal on a street corner. Really? Yeah. And uh, the drug deal was for toilet paper. So he hands him like thousands of dollars in cash, and the guy gives him two rolls of toilet paper. 
Never in a million years that I think we'd be talking about this. We should probably learn how to make our own TP. Don't yeah. you think? That would be a worthwhile yeah. activity. We got time. Look the, it up on YouTube. The other word I never thought we would say outside of social distancing, because I, I forgot to say this one at the beginning of the show, was flatten the curve. Flatten the curve, yeah. I never thought I would be saying flatten the curve so much. <laughs> flatten the curve. I mean, I've said that in the gym, man. I need to flatten these curves. <laughs> <laughs> you said that? <laughs> yeah. That's precious. But I've, <laughs> not in this way. Let's, not in this way. But I think it's important. We oh, need to yeah. flatten this curve. It, the, the virus is serious. People's health are at risk. It's time for us to think about other folks. Um, you know, so this is real, you know, and although we're, you know, we have a little fun and joke, it's just try to keep light so we can survive. But there are some serious things about this that are affecting all of us. Very. All right. Question number six. Top do and don't when quarantined for corona man top do top don't and it doesn't seem like at least right now in the next coming week or two that the quarantine is going to get lighter you might mm. we might be forced to quarantine a little bit more right you know so <laughs> you know yeah i mean top okay so top don't top don't would be to just feel sorry for yourself during this time family like i think in times of adversity getting creative and um using adversity to make you better is important you know because if not like it'll just it's just gonna like crush crush you like you're gonna get depressed you're gonna hate everyone in your house you're gonna fight um because you're just feeling like ah this this is this sucks right so don't do that. Um, and the top do would be to, um, w with whatever time and space and rules are allowed, get creative with it. Like just get creative. We started making signs around our house of like fun movies to watch. Um, there's a sign in our house of things that we're thankful for today. There's a sign in our house of like what are things that we can do during this time. There's all sorts of like, Things that we're just trying to to do to be creative during this time, and I think that you know, for all of us, that creativity is important. So, um, do that. Awesome. Well, that's our six pack of coronavirus. Corona. Yeah, yeah. We are in the midst of a pandemic, man. It, it's interesting times, and here we are. But I think one important thing, Adam, you and I have talked about this week, is to pray, and um, I think it's important for us to pray for those who are affected physically uh, by this virus, right? Like whose lives are at risk. I think it's important for us to pray for all the medical workers who are working astronomical hours and are putting their time and life at risk, you know, uh, for this effort and work. I think it's time to pray for all the people who are on a certain pay scale who make decisions about what to do. You know, mm -hmm. rules and regulations. I think it's important to pray for um, our delivery service people in the food chain and and those folks that are keeping grocery stores open. Like, yeah, like they're going to be at risk. Yeah. I've never thought more about those people than I've thought mm -hmm. now, and mm -hmm. the importance of those things more than now. Right, and. During your family rosary or your prayer, pray for those folks because it's important. And, of course, pray with the intercession of St. Joseph. 
to stop this virus. You know, St. Joseph, his intercession is what stopped the famine in Italy, um, you know, years and years ago. That's how the, the St. Joseph altar started. So let's pray for his intercession for the stop of the spread of this pandemic. Sounds good to me, man. <clears throat> All right, man. Well, before you fall asleep, and uh, because it's been a long week, and uh, everyone else falls asleep, um, just pray for you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Share the show. Uh, really appreciate you. And uh, any way you can support the show online, discover the art of living. Uh, dot com. We appreciate you, and we'll talk to you next week. God bless. You.